reward the applicant. Isn't it wonderful to just be in the presence of the Lord? What joy it is to just be in his presence this morning that he would prepare a place for us to meet with him. Bant wanted me to share a little bit more detail of my testimony, <laughs> or of this particular testimony. And so I want to just begin uh, back in September two years ago. We were in out west on a trip, and I fell out of a van backwards about three feet and landed on a concrete, and my head just bounced. And uh, I could have been killed, but I wasn't, thank the Lord. <laughs> and I really was not hurt. Um, it was really a, a wonderful thing. But after that happened, I felt like the Lord said, Linda, there's some, something I want to teach you. And it wasn't like a reprimand, but it was something he wanted me to gain, to learn. Yeah. So the next morning, we got a, a phone call from our next-door neighbors, and a tree had fallen on our house and completely destroyed our house. So, but we were still out west for another whole week, and uh, in all, and through all of this, I just felt, uh, I felt a peace from God, and I, I felt like I know He's taking care of us, and I, and I just started expressing thanksgiving to Him for taking care of us, and our neighbors, you know, took care of it. I mean, just through the whole story of restoring our house, all the things that had to go through in that, moving out, lots and lots and lots of things happened, but in each of those situations. I saw him love me in a different aspect of his love. And so we had just moved back into our home, and about a week later, we were in a very serious car accident. Ended up in the hospital for about three weeks and have taken a few months to recover. So it's been wonderful. And even through all that, through the COVID, we had COVID, you know, just everything that happened to us, I saw God move in a special way in our behalf. And just in establishing in us the depth of his love and a greater gratitude and appreciation for who he is in our lives. And so after I felt like I pretty well recovered from the car accident, I started having issues with arthritis in my hip. And as Patty knows, working with me and trying to help me. And um, so I felt like, okay, it's going to probably end up being a hip replacement. But in the whole time of this, we've been reading lots of testimonies on God's healing and his power moving and his availability for us. So Thursday night we were with a, a, a young couple that we really love and treasure that were here camping. And we, I was just sort of sharing with them some of my testimony. After I got up from that and walking to the car, I have not had one step of pain since. So God healed me. So it's another way that he showed his great love for me with, with healing. So you know, the, all of the things were a different aspect of his love. But what he, so in all of this, I had said, God, what was it you wanted me to learn? What was it that you were teaching me through this? And um, during the, well, anyway, I want, one, yeah, he showed me that, um, and I know I've shared this here before, but at, at a father's heart school here, um, I saw him take me in his, in his arms like you would a small baby. And, and when you just hug a baby to yourself and so love on it, the joy that that gives you, that you, anyway, and I just saw him doing that to me, and he said, Linda, I delight to love you. And so he has loved me so many times, but it's his delight to love us that was a new aspect of his love for me that was so rich and full. And so he delights to love each one of you in your area of need. Amen. Amen. I wanted that word delight in the air. 
as I begin to speak. I want that word delight to hover over your head and swirl around your head as I begin to share. Delight. You know, it's interesting this morning, uh, Alex, that's one of the most <laughs> unusual worship uh, experiences. I loved it. But I learned many years ago, uh, I have trouble entering in because I have trouble with words. Uh, I ride the music. And the music takes me places. Yes. And where the music is taking me, I am actually seeing what Jesus is presently doing. And this morning, I saw him hovering, and, and he actually was darting here and darting there and doing this. And I mean, uh, what's your name, sir? Corey. Corey. While Corey was doing that weird dance. <laughs> now, I'm an older guy. I can call it weird. I'm old. <laughs> uh, it's like the Spirit of God just went around him and drew the message the message of the dance and sprawled it over you guys. And then uh, one while Alex was uh, doing part of the music, I saw a dart, a fiery dart, but not a fiery dart of the enemy. God's fire shoot out and it landed over there in that direction. Now, I could say I think it was this person or that person, but I'm not, you know, I'm not going to try to say exactly what was happening, but the fiery dart. And then he's going like this and dipping and, uh, on different people. I think each one of you received something. You can't put in words what happened, but you know it happened. And I want to change the word it to he. He happened in you. Okay. Now, I want to, oh, we're going to have fun. I've got 25 minutes. I know. <laughs> but I have to joke about it. You know me better than that. Uh, I want to briefly rehearse what we did last time. I hope I can do this briefly. But uh, the word glory. Now, I'm focusing on the word glory rather than Shekinah. Now, we explained that Shekinah simply means a tent dweller. Uh, and the Shekinah glory is the, the glory of God who dwells in a tent. The tent dwelling God. Okay. But the word glory is the point of the Shekinah. The real issue is not, ooh, that's a tent dwelling God. The real thing is it is the glory that is descending upon the tent. And we uh, suggested, or we actually uh, talked about the fact that the word glory in Hebrew literally means heavy. Now I want that to, I want you to get that. The word heavy. Now I've taught this many times and it's amazing to me how many people don't really get it because it's an English word, heavy. Uh, whenever the heavy of the Lord comes, you can't stand up. Yeah. Why do you think people go to the floor? <laughs> because he is heavy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
the heavy of the Lord hangs over thy head. And uh, it is his glorious presence. But what does this word glory mean? Heavy. Okay, we got that. Uh, I, I want to, man, I want to do everything. Uh, the temple, or, or the tabernacle, we'll just go back to the beginning in uh, Exodus chapter 40. Uh, the tabernacle was built, quote, according to the pattern that God showed him. He did every little detail exactly how God showed him to do it, and the glory descended on the tabernacle because it was prepared according to the plan. Now, we don't know what the plan is, but God has a plan for each one of your life. And whenever he dips down, and he did for you this morning, he dipped down. It's, he is depositing something uh, that will eventually birth a new thing in your life. And, and I know, I don't remember your name. Crystal? Uh, when I first saw Crystal... She is a different woman today, but that different woman has become even more different after what happened this morning. I know that by the Spirit. Something, as a matter of fact, I saw it like a dove that landed on her head and laid an egg, which is going to hatch. <laughs> I mean, what a weird... <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. Uh, but my point is, the tabernacle was built according to the pattern, but God is not obligated to always be present in the tabernacle that he built, that Moses built according to his pattern. And so uh, in, the, uh, in the book of Samuel, whenever the priest took the Ark of the Covenant, which carried the presence of the Lord, they took it out to battle. God didn't show up. As a matter, if he showed up at all, he was fighting with the enemy against Israel. But the ark was built according to the pattern. That does not obligate God to do things your way. When you try to use the things of God to your own personal advantage, he just might well jump over and work with the enemy against you. Now, this is serious business when we're talking about the Shekinah glory of God. But it's the heavy of God. Uh, <clears throat> I uh, had a short period of time where I was actually the worship leader of a church. Now, <clears throat> I don't have the voice I used to have. Many years of uh, problems with uh, bronchitis and all that sort of stuff. My voice is just no longer what it was. But I, I can remember one Sunday morning, Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound. That's, that's my favorite hymn. How sweet the sound that saved the wretch. And as we're singing the song, the glory of God, the heavy of the Lord, fell on the congregation, and people who didn't even believe in speaking in tongues were baptized in the Spirit and began to speak in tongues. People who needed healing were healing, were healed. No one prayed for anyone. People were delivered of demons. No one cast them out. It's just the heavy of the Lord came and all this stuff happened. Now, I was very young in terms of uh, walking in the spirit at that time. 
and I didn't understand everything. I thought I was good. <laughs> Come on, guys. I thought I was awesome. Yeah, right, okay. So the next Sunday, I'm singing Amazing Grace again. And I can remember it was about this time when spirit fell. Okay, amazing grace. I had my hands about here when it happened. How sweet this sound. Trying to make it happen this week the way it did last week. That's using God's tool to accomplish something for yourself. He did not show up that Sunday. What's the point? I think I don't need to tell you what the point is. Don't use God. Let him enter and direct and empower your life. Okay. So, uh, the Holy Spirit is the Shekinah glory. I don't want to spend time showing that, but the Holy Spirit comes and the Holy Spirit goes back, and the Holy Spirit returns. He comes and he goes. He came, and people couldn't even stand. But it's very easy to go into that place today where once upon a time he was there, and you just stand there and amazed at the history of this place, but you don't fall to the ground. Okay. So there is a coming, a leaving, and a returning. Even with Jesus, who is the ultimate Shekinah glory of God, he came, he left through death, and he ascended, he went away, and he returned on the day of Pentecost. That is the history of the Shekinah glory. He comes, he goes into the depths, if you please, and then he is raised from the dead, ascended on high, and then he returns for those who are faithful to remain and wait for him. Okay, now that's more or less uh, rehearsal from last time I was here. A little bit added. But here's the question I want to address. What is this really? Uh, we say it's the heavy. Well, that's one way of talking about it. But what is it really? It is the experience, uh, I'm sorry. It is experienced as an event. It is experienced as an event. It is not a thing. Shekinah glory is not a thing. It's a happening. Just like this morning. He came. It's not it came. He came. Now, that is very important. And I hope by the end of what I'm doing today that will be clear. Uh, I can remember when I was young, my dad, if we boys were not behaving ourselves, he would clear his throat. <coughs> And we all straighten up. He doesn't have to use words. The heavy of fatherhood expressed itself in... <clears throat> now, if we didn't pay attention to that, <laughs> he gave us 
the look. Now, there's something from his eyeballs that comes out and strikes you almost dead in your tracks. Now, he did not yet say anything, and yet he said a lot. Communication is not necessarily with words. Now, the same is true of the Shekinah glory of God. When he shows up, something is communicated to your spirit from his spirit. So what is this that we call the heavy of the Lord, the glory of God? I'm going to talk, it is his attitude. Now, I'm not talking about a psychological, he's got a bad attitude or a good attitude. The word attitude means how one stands with reference to what's in his environment. Uh, an airplane has a certain attitude. That's how the airplane is flying with reference to the ground and with reference to the mountain that you're coming. How is its attitude? What is its position with reference to its environment? And so God's attitude is his stance toward where you're at. Now, the person comes across by means of this stance. When my dad cleared his voice, he's making a stand against what we're doing. When my dad gave us the look, he was taking a stance against what we were doing. Now, there were times whenever he smiled in approval. He was delighted in what his boys were doing. And that was his attitude at the time. So his attitude is determined by where we are at in the process of becoming more and more like him. Okay. Now I hope that landed. So it's the attitude is the person coming across in words or acts coming across and landing. Whenever God gave us the, whenever my dad gave us the look, it landed on us. Does this make some sense? I mean, I'm using language to try to say something that you can't say in English. And yet I'm pointing at something very real. So, what is God's attitude here this morning? What is his attitude right now, here, toward you, toward us, toward the body of Christ in the Grand Strand area, toward Myrtle Beach, toward South Carolina, toward America, toward the world? What is his attitude? Now, we began to ask the question, in the right way. What is the glory of God? I'm going to open up some scriptures that most people have never noticed in this way. What is God's attitude here and now? How does he position himself with us this morning? Now I want to start with Numbers chapter 6 and I'm going to open up some scriptures 
And I think by the end you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, Numbers chapter 6, if you'll uh, join me in verse, beginning with verse 22, the Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to Aaron and his sons saying, thus you shall bless the people of Israel and shall say to them, now these are the words that Aaron and his sons are to speak to the people or to speak over the people I could say. The Lord bless you, and we all know this. Most of you could probably quote it. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. Usually people read that and they think they're done. Verse 27, in this way shall they, Aaron and the sons of Aaron, in this way shall they put my name on the people. So Aaron or one of his sons, the Lord or me this morning, in the name of the Lord, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. What did I just do? I just placed his name on you. Now the question is whether it landed. Okay. Now to understand this, Notice, first of all, the face. What makes the face shine? Delight. That's why I wanted Linda to share that thing about delight. When Father loves you, he's not doing his job. It's not God's job to love you. He's not being faithful to a job description. What's he doing? He looks at you and he says, hey, that's my boy. That's my girl. Even if you're messing up. I can remember a particular, I mean, many instances like this, but a particular where uh, I was uh, uh, with a good brother, a friend of mine, who had a granddaughter that's just learning to walk, and she had stumbled many times, but it didn't bother her. But she comes to a certain age where you become aware of others. I mean, there's just something that happened with it. They cross a threshold where they're suddenly aware that other people are looking at me. And she stumbled, and you could tell by the way she got up from the stumble, she was embarrassed. Because she was seeing herself through the eyes of what she imagined her grandfather was thinking. You clumsy little girl. Now, that is not what her grandfather was thinking. But this is just like Adam and Eve and the serpent comes and said, uh, I notice you guys are not completely like God. You're lacking. You're just not everything you ought to be. Well, we want to be like God. They were created to be like God. They were created to desire to be like God. So what's the temptation? To be like God? 
That's not a temptation. That's who we're created to be. The temptation is if you want to be like God, you have to eat this thing he said don't eat. And Eve suddenly saw herself in the eyes of the liar. Appreciate that. The devil is a she saw herself through the eyes of the liar. And anytime you're feeling condemned and put down and no good and there's something wrong with me, you are seeing yourself through the liar. Yeah, but I really did something wrong. So you stumble. That doesn't make you wrong. You just get up and go on. Now, okay, that's the picture. The name of God, which is his glory. I don't have time to demonstrate that, but the name is more than that's what you call him when dinner's ready. The name is much more than what you call him when you want him to come. It is his presence here on earth. In other words, his name is connected to the Shekinah glory. Now, I want to show you what this means. Let's go to Psalm 114. I love this psalm. I love the imagery. Remember I said earlier that some things you cannot say in English. Some things you can't say in Hebrew. You can't say it in any language, so you have to use metaphors. And that's exactly what Psalm 114 is. When Israel went out from Egypt, we're dealing with the Exodus, the house of Jacob from the people of a strange language, Judah became his sanctuary, Israel his dominion. And what is a sanctuary? It's that dwelling place of a god. Judah. Not the ark. It hadn't been built yet. Judah became his dwelling place. And the place over which he has dominion. Israel is his domain. Place of dominion. And so they're on their way out of Egypt. And God led them in a way where they're trapped with the sea in front of them and the army behind them, okay? Verse 3, the sea looked and fled. What did the sea see? (laughs) Have this picture, nice, cranful day, you know, everything is smooth, and I'm the water right now. Uh, everything, this is a cool day, everything going good. And then the Israelites began to march, and the ground is crum, 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 and the water starts going like that, and the water's eyeballs come up. What did the sea see? They didn't see Israel. They saw God coming. I'm out of here. And they just backed up and let the people of God Pass through on dry land. The sea looked, the Jordan turned back. And this text puts the Jordan crossing and the Exodus crossing 
on the same line, which is interesting. The Jordan, I'm out of here. It went all the way back to Adam, which was the name of a town, but I think there's more than that. All the way back, we're backing up, and the people go through on dry land. The mountains skipped like rams. So get this picture. God is coming in the mountain and says, uh, I'm going to move over. Now, this is a real image of what it means to carry the name. Now, I just placed the name on you. If it landed, the enemy no longer has a chance. Because the water's going to part, the mountains are going to go away, and the hills are going to skip like rams. Now, I love this. Here is the psalmist. What ails you, O sea, that you flee? Hey, what's going on, guy? What are you afraid of? Mockery. And we will mock the enemy. Whenever God shows up and allows his people to come across this impossible situation and come out on the other side, winners, victorious. Tremble, O earth, at the, the word face and the word presence is the same word in Hebrew. What were they trembling before? The presence of the God of Jacob. Turn, I'm sorry, tremble, O earth, at the face of the Lord, which is delighting in his people. But when God delights in his people, what stands in the people's way begins to be terrified. And that's the other side of the Shekinah glory that I want us to see. Let's go back to Psalm 80. And this, uh, this phrase appears three times in the psalm. Once in verse 3, once in verse 7, and then in verse 19. Same phrase. Restore us, O God, let your face shine that we may be saved. Now, it's not talking about getting a, a ticket to heaven. Let your faith sh face shine on us so the enemy will be terrified. Yeah. There you go. And that is repeated three times. Now let's go backwards again to Psalm 43, and specifically verse 3. Send your light and your truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring me to your holy hill and so forth. Actually, that's not the uh, verse I was looking for. It's in chapter 44. Verse 3. That's a good one, though. Are there any not good ones? <laughs> okay. 44, verse 3. And this is a battle is taking place, and we just won. Not by their own sword did they win the land, nor did their own arm save them, 
but your right hand and your arm and the light of your face. For you delighted in them. And that verse confirms my sense that the glory of God is his delight in what he created and what he intends it to be. And when he looks at you, he's delighted, even if he sees problems. Because he knows what he's going to do with those, provided you will allow the blessing to land. Now, one final uh, couple of verses, but all from Isaiah chapter 2. Verse 10, speaking to the enemy, Enter into the rock, hide in the dust from before the terror of the Lord and from the splendor, and that's a light word, of his majesty. In verse 19, the people shall enter the caves in the rocks and the holes in the ground from before the terror of the Lord and the splendor of his majesty. And that's repeated in verse 21. Now, what, what am I noticing here? Terror comes to the enemy when he sees those who are carrying the name of God. So open your spirit right now and receive I can't give it to you. I don't have it to give. I just have an ability to talk about it. And if the talk lands, it's his work, not mine. You guys know that. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine in delight over you. The Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. Now, at the baptism of Jesus, there was a voice that came from heaven. This is my boy, and I'm proud. I'm delighted. And that empowered him to begin the ministry God called him to. And right now, he's descending and making himself available to make you everything he created you to be. And he landed on you this morning. I can't tell you what he did, but you know. He landed on several of you. I saw it happen by the Spirit. And he didn't just land because he was having fun. Oh, he was having fun. But he didn't, have, he didn't land so he could have some fun. He landed so he can enter into your life and flow through your life 
to those around you. So now you are responsible for the gift of his presence. You're responsible for what he put in you, and he didn't put it in you for you. He put it in you for us. Okay. I'm done. <laughs> I have never developed the ability for the altar call thing. It just, it doesn't happen. I'm so accustomed to classroom. You know, you teach, okay, go home, study this. And work with it and come back and tell me what God did. So uh, I'm going to turn it over to Mark. Thanks, Professor. If you know that the delight of God, the presence of God, the glory of God, the promise of God landed on you in some way since you walked in here, can you just stand up for me, please? You don't have to be able to say what it was or why it was. You just need to say it was. <laughs> so Father for everyone standing before you now I bless them to receive all that you have for them in this moment not for the person standing but for all of us around them and for every place they will go from this moment forward would you bring terror to the enemy as each one of these people standing steps out with you to carry you wherever they go. Would you bring light into darkness? Would you bring freedom to the captives? Would you bring healing to the hurting? Would you bring hope to the hopeless through everyone who's standing before you now? Because we agree, Father, you have rested on us. You have landed on us. As Fount released your name upon us, our hearts and our spirits said yes, and you've landed. So now we are carriers of your name. Everywhere we go. And by the power of your presence, we will live it out. In Jesus' name. Would you just put a hand on the person nearest to you? Because you are a carrier of God's presence. And now you're imparting that presence to someone else beside you. You may not feel it, but you're doing it. <laughs> and so I bless the impartation that each of you carries to touch others. I bless the impartation of God's delight to flow through your life and to touch others' lives. That every person you touch with your life would experience God's delight. 
wow, this is going to be fun. <laughs> right? Just go and impart God's delight. Please do. I just want to say one more quick thing. Um, I, I know y'all have already probably been taught a lot here in this church about the importance of nurturing our spirit. Uh, we tend to nurture our soul, but we often forget to nurture our spirit. And I really do feel like it's the presence of God that nurtures our spirit. And I think we've all been nurtured today. And as we're nurtured, that gives us the strength and the ability to go forward. And so I just want to thank God for nurturing me and each one of you today. Yes. Here's Jane. Oh, okay. Yes. Thank you. Right after the Mark DuPont weekend, we will begin to meet on Thursday evenings here for evenings we're calling more on Thursdays. And one of the things we'll be able to do is to nurture or allow God to nurture our spirits in that way through worship, through prophecy, through teaching and equipping, through just soaking in God's presence, through prayer and ministry. So I encourage you to make room on your calendar for Thursday night starting September 19th. We want to create an environment where you, if you're able to come on any particular time, where that would be a time that you can grow. So there's a, diff there's a reason that you would come but that particular time is that you would either you have your spirit just open up and be able to receive or whatever it is that he wants to do in you. We want to create that environment for you to be able to step into more and more of his purposes. I am meaning.